pray that the Lord will bless um, Redeemer, Church of the Redeemer a lot. Enlarge your territory and may the Lord send you overseas to, to uh, bless other people. And this morning also, before I start to preach, I would like to thank uh, Angela Braswell. Angela Braswell, uh, she's uh, the daughter of one of our great friends, Roger Braswell. Roger and Teresa Braswell. Roger Braswell is uh, the CEO, CEO of uh, Power Compact. As you know, in uh, each Home Depot, we have a Power Compact. They've been a blessing to us also in Haiti. Angela and Rob, uh, her husband, and their four children, they are here with us this morning with uh, a lot of people they bring with us, with them. Uh, Alex, Stephen, uh, we have uh, uh, Drew, and our dear friend Wesley. We'll never forget Wesley in Haiti. And uh, Angela, I would like to ask you to stand up with your husband and your family so the people, yes. This is Angela and Rob and their family. <laughs> Thank you for coming. We appreciate that. And, and, uh, and Angela is the co-founder of uh, Give Hope Global. They're taking, they're taking care of children in Haiti. They're actually, now they're taking care of 195 children, $50 a, a month. Not only that, they're, they're caring, they bring love to them. Um, back to school, they, they're there. She was there last week um, as our children went back to school, brought backpack, all things that you can imagine that a child will need to go back to school. We really give the Lord thanks to the work you're doing, Angela, Rob, and Roger. And we know that your uncle is here too, uh, my brother Randy and his wife. <laughs> By the way, will you wave so the people see you? <laughs> all right. We have Dr. Will is there and all the friends. I would like all of the friends with Angela, would you please stand up so the body of Christ will see you? Oh, the... Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming. And I can see Dr. Dr. Cradle and his wife and, his, and their two twins. They are here with us. Dr. Uh, Will is an amazing surgeon. He worked in Togo, Africa. And then uh, he saved a life of our, one of our child, one of our children uh, this year. And uh, if this child did not uh, um, get this operation, he would have died. And Dr. Will, thank you very much for um, your love. And uh, for taking care of our children. Thank you. Mm. The word of God, we're going to share it in Luke chapter 10. Our dear Pastor Dean just read it for us. Verse 25 to 37. It's an amazing, amazing passage. Talking about um, a conversation our Lord Jesus had with a, an expert of the law. And I was searching about finding a, t a title for this sermon, and I, and I titled it The Samaritan's Theory. 
it's a theory that it's really hard to, to implement it, but it's really beneficial for everyone who have implemented it already. So Jesus was talking to an expert in the law. An expert in the law, he was a lawyer, someone who, who, was, who has a knowledge, really sharp knowledge in the law. And the scope of his understanding is, was so large that he has no problem to answer any question and to understand anything about the law. So these brilliant men, these brilliant men, this outstanding lawyer, he came to Jesus, and the word of God said that this man, he stood up. So it's been that he was sitting in with Jesus, and then suddenly he stood trying to um, share something that he, he think was really important, and then he wanted to trap Jesus and his thought. So he stood up. It's a position of, of, uh, of uh, importance. So when you stand, that means you are, you are you're valuable, you are important, and people need you, and you, can, you are in a position of authority. So this man was an important man. And he came to Jesus to ask him a question. And he said to Jesus, what should we do to inherit the kingdom of heaven? What should he do? When, when he said that, he wanted to say to Jesus that there are, all, there are several ways. There were several ways, but what in those ways we should uh, follow in order to go to heaven or to inherit the kingdom of God? This man did not know that Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way that our God, our Father, set for us to go to heaven. According to John chapter 14, verse 6. He did not know that. So he wanted to, to know how he can get into possession of the kingdom of the Lord. How he could gain the kingdom of the Lord. Jesus knew his heart. And Jesus did not answer his question directly. But he answered his question with another question. And Jesus asked him, "What You know the law. And what is written in the law? How do you understand it? Because I know that you are an expert. You, your knowledge in the law is really sharp. And you are a brilliant man outstanding um, lawyer, please tell me, how do you understand the word of, 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 of God? He said that, I know that what is written, you should love the Lord, our God, with all your heart, with, with all your strength, with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. And wow, that's a good answer. Jesus said, you answer right. And I could see this each one of us could see this lawyer, and you know, and he was so proud because Jesus uh, accepted his answer. But he wanted to be more sharp. 
And he asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus, who knows his heart, and who understands that this is an opportunity for him to teach something new to this expert of the law. So Jesus asked him, he asked Jesus, who's my neighbor? Jesus did not answer, but Jesus just caught him a little story. Jesus was good in counting story. It's not only Nancy. Nancy, you're good too in counting stories. <laughs> yes. And Jesus caught him. Jesus said, there was a man, a man with no name, a simple man, a man like any man. You know that all men have been created after God, God's image. Any man you see carrying God's image. And Jesus said, a man, a simple man, any man. He was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. It's about, it's about 16 miles journey from Jerusalem to Jericho. And this man was traveling. And while he was traveling, and this man that was created after God's image, this man who was supposed to be treated with dignity, this man who was who supposed to be a brother to anyone across in the world and, and, and the road, because we are all we have all one ancestors, one common ancestors, Adam and Eve. If we are human beings, we come from Adam and Eve, according to the word of God. So we are brothers and sisters. Amen? Even if I'm black, or you are, your, your skin color could be any, any skin color, red or yellow. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord. So Jesus said, this man was supposed to be treated with dignity as a human being. This man fall. Under the thieves' attacks. This man fell down. When you fell, you don't fell to, to stay on the top. You fell and you wall and the deep and the uh, and the deepest side of the road. So this man fell and he rolled. He was in a position that he needed help. He was in a position that a human being wasn't supposed to be. It was in a terrible situation. Now in the world, we have people living in a bad, really bad situation. Really bad, bad, bad situation. Yesterday, Sherry shared with us the reason why she offered us, you know, uh, we, had a, we had some good time here. And then she, after the good time we have, she invited us to eat. And she served us rice and beans only in water. We thought that we were going to find meat. We were going to find all kind of dessert, uh, salad, you know, things like that to enjoy and to be good. But she only served rice and beans. She just wanted to remind us that there are people in this world who cannot find food to eat. So this situation is really, really bad. And any human being in this situation will feel really bad. So the thieves 
attack this man and put him in a situation that not that wasn't proper for a human being to be. The word of God said that this man was stripped of his remain. So they, 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 they remove his clothes and leave him naked. He was he was deprived of honor. He was an, an inhuman situation. He needed someone to help him out. It is not a good position that you want to be. And I can understand the Lord. Jesus wanted to teach this, this expert of the law. The, this expert in the law. He wanted to teach him this lesson. He take this situation to teach him this lesson. The man was wounded, injured. His skin was torn, cut, broken. He was in pain. He was hurt. He was impaired. He was suffering. And he was laid in the deep by, by the side of the world. And they left him there. They departed from him. He was alone. He was alone. Who did that to him? His brothers. His brothers. We can remember what happened in the garden. When our ancestors, Adam and Eve, they sinned and God chased them. And then we saw Cain, he killed Abel. That's the first murder. And after that, we're going to see a lot of fights, war in the Bible. And we're going to see also that Joab, he killed Abner in Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 5. They were, they were cousins. Joab and Abner, they were two good fighters in the Lord's army. And, wow. <laughs> and Joab, he killed Abner. Abner wasn't killed in the battlefield. It wasn't the Philistine who killed Abner. It was Joab, his cousin. He fainted. He, he tried to show him that he loves him. He wanted to hug him. And then he took his knife and then he get it into his chest. And he killed him. And King David was, was so mad at Joab because he killed Abner. And this man was in a position really terrible by the road. And Jesus said, Jesus continued. And he said, while this man was by this road, naked, wounded, injured, impaired, suffering, it is not easy to endure pain. It is not easy to spend one day hungry. It is not easy to be ill and not able to find treatment, the right treatment, and someone to care for you. It is not easy to be ill and you know that not only you don't have the means to go to the doctor, but you know even, you, even if you go, you will, you will not find a solution. So this man was by the road, suffering. And the word of God said, by chance, according to the King James Version, he said by chance because it is, it is not normal for a priest or a Levite to be in this world rocking, you know, alone. It is by chance they were in this world 16 miles journey, but 
by chance, the Lord of God direct their path to this man, but they decide not to help him. They decide not to go and reach out and help this man in his misery. God or Father led their path to this man. Because this man, this injured man, was created after God's image. And the word of God said, but there will come a Samaritan. On the contrary of what we expected. A Samaritan, the Samaritans, they don't get along with, with the Jews in this time. This is the last thing that you will expect that your enemy come and then help you out while you are injured. And this is what exactly Jesus tell the this expert in the law. He tell this expert in the law that this man was injured. His fellow f- brothers passed and they did not do nothing for him, but his enemy came. But when he saw him, he come to help him. That this path, this road used to, used to be the path that the Samaritan used to travel. He knew that it, this road is gen- dangerous. He knew that what happened to this man could happen to him too. What happened to this man could happen to the Samaritan too. So in this passage, we see three possible theories. The first theory is the thieves' theory. What you have is mine. I can get it whenever I want. It is not a good theory. This brings violence, murder, deception, division. This kind of theory hurt people a lot. The second theory is the priest and the Levite theory. What you have, it's yours. What I have is mine. <laughs> I don't want to know what you go, what's going on for you in your, in, your, in your world. Just stay in your side. I'm staying in my side. You are African, I'm Haitian. You are Canadian, I'm Dutch. We're not brothers. We take care of your own thing. I'm taking care of my own. These two theories are not to be followed according to what Jesus said. But the right theory is the Samaritan theory. He saw this man. The priests and the Levites saw, but they did not really see. (laughs) They saw, but they did not recognize this man as their neighbor. They, They did not see. They did not see him as a human being. They did not see him as a brother. They had an attitude of, I don't want to get involved in your business. But the Samaritan came alone, and he also saw. He fell 
not only he saw, but he fell with compassion to the injured man. This is what the Lord is asking the, 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 the master of the law, this expert of the law to, 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 to have. You need to fall with compassion to the people that you see created after God's image that you cross, that you know about, you fell with compassion for them, and then you help them out. He felt compassion. He helped them. Sometimes when people help, they want to, to get something back. <laughs> In the Samaritan theory, you don't, you don't expect something back. You help because you have compassion. Your heart is touched. I care for you. I want to help you out. I want to be there for you. I want to offer you my support. I know that you can come out of it. I'm available for you. Compassion always leads us into action. So this man, he came. He came closer. He came closer, closer to the injured man. And he helped him out. He bandaged the wounds. He poured oil. He poured vine. And he put him on his beast. He brought him to a new inn. He cared for him. He helped him. And also, he paid. The Samaritan, he paid. He paid a price. It is not easy to help. There's a great price to pay. In the Samaritan theory, sometimes you can spend time, you can spend, you can spend night without, without sleeping. You can cry. But when you touch by compassion for someone, you will go. You will help him out. My wife and I, when we first arrived in Haiti, when we, first, when we planted our first church in Haiti, it wasn't easy. We paid a price to be in Haiti. We paid a great price to be in Haiti. When we first arrived, there was a witchcraft doctor in the village of, of, of Cambry, and this man was the spiritual ruler, and he did not want to leave the territory. What he did, he set a spell against us to kill us, to destroy our lives. But Jesus was with us, and the blood of Jesus overcome always the threats of the, of the enemy. And this man was in his witchcraft temple, and then with his folks trying to set a spell at 12 against us. And then a lightning hit him and his neck and he fell down. <laughs> he became blind. And he was shaking. That's the worst Parkinson's that you ever see. 
And this man was on the floor. And he had to call us to come and pray for him. And we prayed for him. I had the privilege to baptize him and to marry him with one of his women. And before he died, he dedicated the place. He was sending the spell against my wife and I, against our family. He dedicated to the Lord, and now we have a church in this place. Yes. <laughs> Our God is great. There's a price to pay. There is a price to pay. Brothers and sisters, the world in which we live is terribly threatened by terrible problems. The list of global problems is long. Misery, poverty, famine, lack of drinking water, injustice, abortion, divorce, murder. Many evils are happening in the world right now. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 said, For the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today we see the Samaritan theory. The Samaritan theory, what is, your, what is mine is ours. What I have is ours. How could we leave this theory in this fallen world? How could we live it? We cannot live it without understanding properly the vision of the church. Why the church exists. We exist to glorify the Lord. For the glory of God. We exist also as church to accomplish the vision of our master, Jesus. In the declaration of the human rights, we see the first article said, All human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood. This is the first article in the Declaration of the Human Rights. But Romans chapter 3, verse 23 said, For all men have sinned and shall fall short of the glory of God. We cannot do it alone. Sometimes we say that, okay, we are paying our taxes. The government will take care of business for us. Look at the prisons. Look at under the, under the, the bridges. At the street. People. Are fighting with drugs, alcohol, prostitutions. The government cannot do it for us. This is the work of the church to take care of this business. This is God's business. We need to take care of, that, of it. The vision of the church is to be the arm of God. Wherever it is. God in his infinite love has given us a savior, the Lord Jesus. Jesus spent 33 and a half years on earth, totally fulfilling his mission. After his ascension, the church, the bride of Jesus, 
is to follow the life that has offered her bridegroom. She received the Holy Spirit, giving her power to continue the mission of Jesus on earth. The state will not do it for us. The state will not, will not love our brothers for us. The state will not love the unlost for us. Even if we pay the taxes, we pay, we pay taxes, extra taxes, to keep the society clean. But the prison still filled with people and the streets with homeless, drug, drug addicts, and prostitutes. So every day, <laughs> we need to carry our mission as the church. Our hearts and prayers now are with the missionaries who are subject to the authority of the, of the word of God. The missionaries who are serving the Lord in the various countries and the Middle East, Europe, Africa, America, Asia, and in the Caribbean. Our prayers are with them now as they labor for our Savior, as they are doing their work. We pray for them to persevere in their commitment. The church as the body of Christ, the church as the social unit, should perceive the divine impulses, light and, and strength of the Holy Spirit from the risen Christ Savior and spread it in the community. We need to spread the light. God will not come in person on earth to help people. He will not come in person. He will not come. He will not appear to us like this. He will use us. The church of Redeemer. The body of Christ. You are one. You are the body of Christ. God don't see you individually. He sees us as a body. And this community. We have wounded people. We have people deep in the pit. Needed us. We, we have to do the work. To continue to do the work. So how the church sees its mission today. The mission of the church is to take care of all effects of sin in humanity. The power of the Holy Spirit through the members of the body of Christ must occur to address every aspect of the plight of the man. We need to reach them. We need to be effective as the church. Hmm. Our mission <laughs> to take care of all effects of sin. <laughs> it's, it's a great mission. It is not easy. Mother Lord Almighty, help us to fulfill our mission. May the Lord Almighty enable us to stand in this falling world with our call, with the Holy Spirit to reach the unlost and to be like this Samaritan. What we have, it's for us. It's not for me. It's for us. 
I don't really even bother if what you have is for you. It's for you. But what I have, it's for us. I'm managing my, my, my car. It's for us. I'm taking care of it. Whenever you need it, you can use it. My money is for us. It is a pretty challenging lesson that the Lord teach this man that day. And the Lord Jesus said to him, go and do the same. Church of the Redeemer, thank you so much for this great opportunity you give us to share with you the, this word this morning. We will appreciate and we will encourage you to continue the work you, st you start to do. Reaching the lost. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for the spirit of mission that I feel among you. You care for missions. You care for the missionaries. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for this motorcycle you give to Pastor Amazon. Thank you for this generator that you provide for the church. So you enable them to reach more people. To save more people. And to reach this man, this injured man, this naked man, this man who is living in a position and a, a human being is not supposed to be. In the name of Jesus, I ask the Lord Almighty to pour his, his everlasting blessing upon each one of you and of your families. I would like to take a moment to pray. But before I pray, I would like to do something that the Lord put in my heart to do. And I was hesitated to do it, but the Lord put it in my heart to do. And I have to do it. You have, you have to forgive me. The Samaritan, he paid a price. He gave two day wage to take care of this man. Two day wage to take care of this man. I would like to, to do the same on behalf of my family at the work that Church of Redeemer is doing. And I know that there are some of you who wanted to do the same, who want to do the same. I'm going to do it now. Can I do it? Okay, I'm going to give two days wage to which your loss. Two days. Only. That make that make a lot of, lot of difference. On behalf of my family, this is our two days wage. Can I have someone else? If you want, you can come and I will, will, I will pray together. We will pray together. 
If anyone wants to give two, way, two days for this work who's doing here, please come forward. Don't lose this opportunity. Please. If you don't have it, you can write your name in a paper and then place it there. I'm really serious. <laughs> the Lord will never put this in my heart for nothing. This is the first time I'm doing this. And this is an opportunity that you will never forget. The man is on the floor. He needs you. He needed you now. You can make the calculation and come forward. If you don't have it on you, you can write it on a piece of paper and we will join you after. He's wounded. He's naked. He's on the floor. He's crying. He's crying help. Would you reach for him? Through this work Church of Redeemer is doing. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for this lesson you teach us this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for your servants. You are using to heal this man. Thank you for the Church of Redeemer. We ask you to strengthen this church. We ask you, Lord, to bless this church. Bless the heart of this church. As this church is serving this wounded man. I praise you for your word this morning. I give you thanks and glory for enable me to stand here in this moment as a witness of your living word. I pray you for Pastor Dean, for the elders, for the deacon. For each members, for each giving units in this church, I pray you to continue to bless them in the name of our Lord Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord enlarge your territory. Amen.